0: Today we're talking about something that we've all done but rarely discuss, avoiding problems. Yep, we're diving into the psychology of why we dodge those life hurdles and what it's doing to our well-being. But hold up, this isn't just another guilt trip. This is a roadmap toward a sense of freedom. By tuning in, you'll learn not just to recognize but to also conquer those avoidance patterns that are messing with our sense of confidence, calm, and quality of relationships. If you need to reclaim your sense of control, you're in the right place. Let's do things together. I'm Erin Christopoulos, a mother of two and teacher turned mom strategist who puts the pieces of mom life together so you don't have to. I get that you're short on time and don't have the capacity to figure out everything on your own, which is why I'm here, to help you get clear on where to put your focus while protecting your time and energy so you can actually enjoy these years with your little ones. I'm ditching the overwhelming and unrealistic one-size-fits-all tactics and replacing them with an approach that's practical and personal because I believe your family is one of a kind with its own qualities and values that deserve an adaptable approach, offering support and encouragement where you need it most. From honest conversations and mindset shifts to practical tips and sustainable strategies, consider this your customizable guide to mom life. With the tools and resources you need at your fingertips, you'll finally have the confidence and clarity you need to bring more intention and ease to everyday life so that you and your family thrive. This is the Mom Life Handbook. Do you ever catch yourself avoiding your to do list and then feeling overwhelmed by, well, life? you're not alone. And today's episode is all about breaking that cycle. We're diving into the psychology of avoidance. Why do we, even as capable and strong women, avoid tasks or issues that we know we have to tackle? Whether it's avoiding a difficult conversation, procrastinating on a house project, or even neglecting self-care, I promise you there's more to it than just laziness or being busy. What's the dream here? For me, it's waking up feeling in control and ready to face my day. No more overwhelm, no more guilt. I want you to picture your life where you're not just a spectator, but you're actually participating in the life that you're creating. Imagine your days with less stress, stronger relationships with your loved ones, and actually finishing your tasks in a way that leave you feeling satisfied and empowered. I promise you, this is not just a dream. We're going to roll up our sleeves and deal with avoidance once and for all today. And trust me, by the end of this episode, you'll have a lot more clarity around where to start making that dream life your reality. So let's dive in. I think one of the most important things that we can do to kick this episode off is to have a really honest conversation about avoidance. So many of us avoid or delay or ignore the problems that we just don't want to deal with. Whether it's we're not interested in dealing with the problem, we're not sure how to deal with the problem, or we don't feel confident in doing it well enough, there are many reasons for why we tend to avoid. And we'll dive into those in a little bit here. But I first just wanted to unpack like what's going on for us psychologically that makes this a pattern that we as humans default to. This isn't just a mom problem, this is a human problem. And honestly, our brains are wired for survival. It's so interesting because our brains represent just about 2% of a person's total body weight. But it accounts for 20% of the calories burned each and every day. It really is a muscle. And it has evolved to really be efficient to ensure that it's not burning more calories than it should be. So whenever you're faced with stress and your body goes into fight or flight, it is going to make sure that it helps you get out of that situation as quickly as possible. And avoidance is one of those ways. And it's happening on such an automatic level for so many of us that it's really easy to not even recognize this pattern of avoidance as a coping mechanism that's actually circumventing your Progress altogether because you're never facing your problems head on. I thought I would just run through with you what your day might look like and the domino effect that avoidance can have when you default to this mode as you go through mom life. So I want you to imagine you. Wake up with a jolt to an alarm clock, reminding you that today's going to be a busy one. You have a really important work meeting later, but instead of planning for it with the time that you have before the kids get up, you decide to divert your focus and get ahead of mom duties. As you're getting the kids ready, you're obsessing over the smallest details like your kids' hairstyles or what's packed in their lunch boxes, making sure that your kids are doing everything they're expected to do and trying to get everyone out the door at a decent hour, you're telling yourself that some of the more minor things are more immediately crucial. Once you finally get everyone out the door and you get to work, you see that your inbox is flooded. You avoid the thoughts of the upcoming meeting and planning for that and instead spend an inordinate amount of time replying to those non-urgent emails. At lunchtime, you're asked about your plans, for the work meeting by a coworker, and then you react more defensively than you mean to, which really shows that that stress is affecting not just your work performance, but your social relationships as well. And then after lunch, rather than preparing for the meeting or the other pressing projects that you have going on, you engage in busy work like organizing your desk or chatting with colleagues about things that are less important. You make it through the meeting, it's not as great as you had hoped, and you rush out the door because you're running late to pick up the kids, and you're really kicking yourself for not being as prepared as you should have been. But you push that thought away for later because you got to take care of the kids now. You get them home, bags unpacked, snacks, homework's done, and then during day you are there with the kids, but you are mentally miles away. That meeting that you had been avoiding thinking about now makes it difficult for you to engage with your family, and then you decide that it's just better tonight to skip the typical wind-down routine that you usually do because you tell yourself that you're just too busy. You're stressing about tomorrow's work, and you There's no way you could actually relax and unwind. By bedtime, you try to cram for tomorrow's meeting because you don't want a repeat of today, but you feel too overwhelmed to concentrate and you really put out your less than best work. When you finally crawl into bed, you're restless, you're thinking about all the tasks both at work and at home that you've avoided and now seem insurmountable and it takes hours to fall asleep because your brain just won't shut off. This may not be an exact day that you've had before, but I guarantee that there are parts of it that you can really relate to. We all fall into these patterns of avoidance and they have an overall effect in how we show up in all the different aspects of our lives. And until we decide to take control and face the avoidance head on, this cycle is going to continue to repeat. Stress levels are going to continue to peak and you're going to feel this mental and physical exhaustion. You're going to feel emotionally disconnected from your family and miss out on chances for quality time with them. Your professional life might suffer because of procrastination and lack of focus And then isolation can creep in. You start believing that you're the only one who's feeling this way because everyone around you seems to have it together. And that just only adds to your emotional stress. At the same time, when we are as overwhelmed as so many of us are in mom life, it often feels easier to continue to avoid our problems. And avoidance is sneaky. It doesn't just mean procrastination. I thought I would share a few other examples of what avoidance might look like in your life in case this, you know, scenario that I shared doesn't quite resonate and you're like, oh, I can relate, but it doesn't happen to me that often. I came up with a few other examples of ways this might show up for you. So in addition to procrastinating where you're delaying tasks or decisions that you know are essential for your well-being or for your job or for your family and relationships, we also tend to fall into escapism where whether it's we're indulging in retail therapy, we also tend to get lost in doom scrolling on social media or binge watching shows on Netflix, All of these really help us escape reality and avoid tackling tasks, chores, or other difficult emotions that we don't even want to deal with. Some of you may even recognize overcommitment as a form of avoidance. When we say yes to new obligations that we really don't have the capacity to take on, it sometimes is because it helps us to avoid dealing with our existing responsibilities. This becomes the new most important thing, and therefore the other responsibility can fall to the wayside or designated as less important, which in turn helps us feel, I think, less accountable, but also less bad about maybe not getting to it because it's less important. You might also find that you engage in selective communication, so avoiding difficult conversations with family or team members at work by either not answering calls or their messages and emails or steering the conversations away from problematic topics. It just feels easier to avoid those conversations altogether and kind of file them for, I'll handle it later, but then later never comes. And then another one that I was thinking you might be able to relate to is over planning. So I've seen this a lot where we create these intricate plans or lists of everything that's got to happen. And we think that if we're more detailed, we'll be more likely to follow through. But the reality is, it's not going to help you feel more productive because you're actually not following through on those plans because they're so complicated. It's hard to stay consistent. Now, when we look into this pattern of avoidance as a coping mechanism, there are many reasons why we would engage in this pattern. One is overwhelm. You're juggling so much as a mom. Your life is so multifaceted that it can be overwhelming. Your to-do lists easily become too much to handle, and avoidance can offer temporary emotional relief that helps you feel like you're coping better than maybe you actually are. You might also be having some understated but very real lack of self-confidence. Deep down you might be doubting your abilities to tackle the more complex issues that are showing up in your work or your family life and it's just easier to avoid them altogether. And let's be honest, when there are things that are not working for us, it can be uncomfortable to address them, whether that's internally and being honest with ourselves, or especially if we have to have conversations with the people that we really care the most about and we have to admit our shortcomings or our faults, that is very uncomfortable. So it is very much a protection mechanism or a shield against those emotionally charged situations when we just avoid the discomfort altogether. Also, perfectionism can show up and prevent us from actually being productive in solving the problems that we're up against. If you can't do it perfectly, your subconscious might be telling you that it's better to just not do it at all. And this stems from a fear of judgment or criticism, which is Totally normal. I think we all face that now and then and it's funny how it will show up in the most unexpected of ways especially in our lives as moms. I also want you to consider any unresolved past experiences especially from your childhood. There are definitely shortcomings or failures or even traumas that can manifest as avoidance in present day in your adult life and subconsciously you might associate action with that past pain or disappointment. Maybe think back to your own childhood or your teenage years in terms of what was hard for you, the challenges you were up against, and how you may have learned how to avoid those experiences altogether because it was the best you could do as a child to cope in those situations. I'll say you might really want a sense of control. I know this is one that I sickly avoidance, this fleeting feeling of control. By not addressing the issues that we're up against, we're avoiding being confronted by a situation where the outcome is uncertain, we don't know how it's going to go, and then again, that can kind of spiral into that perfectionism. And then lastly, this is so common for moms, decision fatigue. It's just exhausting to make decisions constantly throughout the day for your family, for your home, for your job. All the relationships in your lives, maintaining the busy schedules that you have, coordinating everything, it's so much to take on. It's exhausting. So it can be a really attractive option to just avoid making any more decisions by avoiding the problem solving that you're really faced with on a day-to-day basis. I really want you to consider avoidance being like a tea kettle. You've filled it with water, you've turned it on. And you start it, and then you walk away, maybe to go change a little laundry. I may or may not be speaking from personal experience just yesterday. And the longer it's ignored, or the more you forget about it, the more that tea kettle is going to scream at you. This is that domino effect of avoidance in our lives as moms. The longer you avoid facing your problems head on, the more... Those problems are going to scream at you, and the harder it's going to be to keep up. You might be treading water now, but treading water is hard work, and eventually you're going to get really tired and you're really going to be struggling to stay afloat if you don't stop the avoidance pattern and redirect your efforts in a more productive way. I think some of the most common ways, I already listed some, but some other ways that you're going to notice that this stress really starting to come out will be that your nervous system is going to be in overdrive. You are just going to be on a shorter fuse. It's going to be harder for you to cope with these moments that are more stressful or overwhelming because your nervous system is just spent. Your relationships with your spouse and your kids might be suffering because of your irritability or lack of patience. And then your job might really not be... And then your performance at work may not be what it should be or what you know you are capable of because of missed opportunities or poor performance. And again, it can just leave you feeling so isolated because it's hard and no one talks about how hard it is, which is why I wanted to really talk about it today. Because trust me, you are not the only one out there who's experiencing this and feeling this way. You know those moments when you just wish there was a manual to help you connect more deeply with your kids? Well, I've got something pretty close. Introducing the Connection Guide for Moms. This guide isn't your average parenting resource. It's an actionable, tangible toolkit designed specifically with busy moms like you in mind. Inside, you'll learn about five different types of connections that work together to nurture the trust and quality relationship you crave with your children. You'll get ideas for intentional connections tailored to support your child's unique needs and reflection prompts to assist you as you implement these ideas, making the process feel more personal and less overwhelming. And here's the best part, it's not just about the strategies. This guide is designed to help you feel supported, understood, and empowered. Imagine you won't just be going through the motions, you'll be building meaningful connections with your child and creating an atmosphere of love, trust, and mutual respect in your home. So if you're ready to transform your relationship with your child and create lasting, meaningful connections, head over to momlifehandbook.com slash connection guide to download your free connection guide for moms. So now that we've really dug into like why do we engage in these avoidance behaviors, I want us to shift gears and talk about the how to. Because honestly, knowing Why is only half the battle. I think it's gonna be really helpful to really break down how this could look different for you. If you can relate to this pattern of avoidance, I really want you to take time to identify the core root problem. It can really help in knowing what the problem is so that you can simplify your path to a solution. It's really easy to look at everything from a whole picture overview, but it can then make it really hard to know exactly where you need to make the change. So here's some overarching problems that maybe are the cause of your avoidance patterns. One is you are avoiding finding a work-life balance that works for you. So the spillover effect of that is that you're riding an emotional roller coaster of guilt and stress, and you never really feel fully present anywhere in any aspect of your life, which then exacerbates every other problem. So be on the lookout for imbalance in your capacity to show up for the other aspects of your life. You might want to reevaluate your work-life or your mom-life balance and figure out how to even that out a little bit more. Which I know feels hard. We're not problem-solving yet. Let's just focus on identifying the need. You also might need to spend more time focusing on your mental well-being. If you're neglecting self-care, this really can lead to burnout, making routine tasks like cooking, working, or even playtime with the kids feel exhausting. If you're avoiding parenting decisions... This can look like inconsistent routines for the kids, minimal follow-through and expectations. Um, This can lead to behavioral issues with the kids and added stress to everyone else involved. If you're noticing kind of this lack of structure and routine in your household, that can really cause so much overwhelm will lead to avoidance because it can just feel easier to, to handle things on your own right like rather than holding your child accountable for a certain expectation or behavior it's a lot easier to say you know what i'll just do it because it feels like the path of least resistance so that's really what i mean by avoiding that kind of parenting decision or that parenting role in terms of how do we re- redirect these less than desirable behaviors in our kids um, avoidance is often what we default to Because we rationalize exactly why this is hard for our child or maybe why they're not ready yet. So I know I fall into this all the time. Household organization avoidance is another one. So if you're feeling constantly disorganized, you might notice you're also losing important items. Your home feels more chaotic than comforting. And then also you might avoid setting boundaries so if you, this can lead to a perpetually packed schedule with no time for yourself or your family and it causes more stress and resentment. So maybe more than one of these resonates with you, but I want you to choose just one. Which one do you feel like would be something that is doable right now? Let's not avoid it any longer. Like maybe what's the one that you're like, I could probably handle that. Like I could probably adjust this and stop avoiding it pretty easily. I think it's always great to start with the lowest hanging fruit. And then I want you to remember that after you've identified the problem, it's time to tackle the problem. Getting back your control isn't a pipe dream. It is fully within your reach. And it starts with just one single step at a time. I always love the analogy that you weren't, you know, a baby who just started running, right? It starts with rolling over and then propping yourself up on your hands and knees and then scooting and crawling and then walking and then maybe running, right? The same goes with gaining that momentum in Facing your problems head on. So, your first step was to identify the problem, right? Or even your first step was to grow your awareness around some of the patterns you're falling into. So, we're really at step three already. So, we've spent so much time focused on avoidance patterns that really happen as a poor coping mechanism. I also want to spend some time talking about active coping. So, what you could be doing that is productive. Very Well Mind had this great article that I will link in the show notes that defines two different types of coping that are active. There's behavioral coping that addresses the problem directly, so taking action in solving that problem. But then also another form of active coping can be cognitive coping, where you're changing how you think about the stressors in your life. And to you, that might feel like a great first step because it's really, again, just changing those thought patterns rather than actually maybe making a change to your lifestyle. That might feel like more than you can handle to start, and that's okay. If we go back to the domino effect scenario where I walked you through your potential day where you're falling into avoidance patterns and we approached it with active active coping strategies, I think you'd see it play out much differently. So I want you to imagine that you wake up and you remember, you know what, I've got this meeting coming up later today and you take a few deep breaths and just remind yourself that avoidance is only going to lead to more stress. You get the kids ready, but you put them in simple outfits. You make a quick but nutritious breakfast and you remind yourself that they're more in need of a relaxed mom than a perfect meal or a perfect outfit. You've shifted your mindset from stressing over small things to focusing on what truly matters. When you get to work, you allocate the first two hours of your day to preparing for that presentation at your meeting later. You're calmer because you've prioritized the task that's most important and you're ready to go for that meeting. In the afternoon, after your meeting goes well, you pack up your laptop and bring it with to the kids' extracurriculars. You squeeze in a productive hour while they get in their Spanish lesson and then You're able to spend the last 15 minutes really watching your kids, absorbing them, enjoy that lesson, and acknowledge at the same time the progress you're able to make in your work. You find opportunities when you practice behavioral coping to tackle work without compromising on mom duties. And sometimes that means you got to blend them together. And then also that cognitive coping at play here is that you can appreciate the present moment and acknowledge your own productivity, which is really important. I feel like we don't give ourselves enough credit when we do things like that. So just celebrating those small wins is so important. At dinner, you join your family at the table and you feel lighter and more focused and you're really engaging in that conversation and you don't skip out on that bedtime routine either for yourself or really winding down with the kids and you feel those benefits immediately because you've chosen to make room for self-care activities or quality family time with your kids and you've been able to reset your mindset. You've let go of any lingering stress from the day. And as the night comes to a close, you take a moment to list three things that you're really proud of accomplishing for today and you lie down satisfied and your brain is able to just take a pause because you've tackled the day and gone from anxious to peaceful and set the tone for a restful night and a productive day tomorrow. I want you to remember that taking action or shifting the way that you take in any given moment helps you regain that sense of control and puts you back in the driver's seat of your life. And who doesn't want that? And want you to look at your complex problems and Break them down into bite sized tasks that are going to make them more manageable. The examples I gave are all very small. And even if you just started with one, you could shift your whole morning or your whole afternoon or your whole evening just by those small changes. No task is too big when you approach it this way. There's a technique that I use that we dive into in the Mom Life Reset audio course, and my students use it to really break more complex problems down into more manageable steps and it's a game changer for gaining control and balance in your busy life but even if you aren't a student in that program you don't know how to use that momentum method you can at least walk away today with your initial steps by identifying the problem and breaking it down into actionable steps that are bite-sized and manageable i always say that slow is fast Slowly starting to face your struggles will help you gain the progress that you're hoping for over time. We have unpacked so much today, from understanding why we sometimes avoid life's big and small challenges, to the actionable steps we can take to face them head on. It's not about overnight transformation. It's about taking that one step, tackling that one task, having that one conversation. It's progress over perfection, always. Remember that dream we talked about at the beginning of this episode? Waking up feeling in control, loving the relationships you nurture, and ending your day feeling empowered and satisfied. You have the power to make that your reality, one small action at a time. Whether it's pinpointing the exact issue that's been haunting you or breaking down your day into manageable chunks, it's all about stepping into your role as a mom who's in control of her life, not the other way around. I appreciate each and every one of you, and I am so thankful that you chose to spend this time with me today. And as we wrap up this week's episode, remember, mom life is complex, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Here's to leading with purpose and intention as you simplify mom life in the week ahead. You've just finished another episode of the Mom Life Handbook podcast. Remember to check out the episode description for all the important links and highlights from today's show. While you're there, tap the subscribe button so that new episodes are always at your fingertips. Before you go, I'd really appreciate hearing your thoughts about the show. It takes as little as 30 seconds to leave a review and your honest thoughts help me create a better show and help other moms discover it too. And if this episode really helped you out, go ahead and hit the share button to text it to a friend or share it on social media. You never know who in your life might benefit from a little extra support. Don't forget, there are lots of ways to stay connected beyond the podcast. Head over to momlifehandbook.com for additional resources or to learn about how to work with me. And be sure to follow along on Instagram at momlifehandbook. Send me a DM to say hey or to share your thoughts on today's episode. Connecting with you personally is what I really love most. And just in case you need to hear it today, you're doing an incredible job. I know it doesn't always feel like it, but you're here learning how to be better and do better. Keep working to bring more intention and ease into your life and know that I'm right here cheering you on. You're creating a beautiful journey for you and your family. I am so proud of you.